First and Pod, hosted by Danny Parkin and Andrew Filippone. Steelers and Saints. Should I be rooting for the Steelers to lose to New Orleans on Sunday? So, I mean, I kind of tipped my hand on this one earlier. Like, I, I don't think it matters if you think they have their quarterback. You know, like, it... Yeah, you want the slightly better, you know, you want to have a shot at the first wide receiver instead of the second wide receiver in the draft. Like it it matters around the margins, but it but it, but if you have the quarterback, you should be able to build a winner whether or not you have the 6th pick in the draft or the 10th pick in the draft. So, uh, you know, the thing with the Steelers is in theory, uh unlike the Bears where I gave the example earlier, in theory with Tomlin and the organization, the culture's already there. Right, like the Bears want to win because they want to teach the guys how to win, and Matt Eberflus wants to instill a winning culture. In theory, yeah. in Pittsburgh, where he's never had an under five hundred season, the 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 culture's already there. So maybe a few more losses is better because you're not worried about the culture being there next year. But ultimately, I don't think it really matters. Well, I think I'm thinking about what happened with Miami in the Trey Lance deal. And how, because they finished high enough up there and San Francisco wanted that pick so badly, they ended up getting picks that turned into Hill, Waddle, and Chubb. And so, I think Pickett's going to be really good. I don't know, even as a big fan of his, I, I would be, I think I'd be going out on the you know, furthest limb by saying that I think he's going to be like an Allen or Mahomes. So if he's like the next tier down, then like I want them to get a top five pick so a quarterback hungry team wants to mortgage their future for that pick. Because yeah, I think it absolutely. can accelerate their winning. Yeah, the, the the smart answer and like what the GM would say if he was an injective truth serum is yes, you want the losses because you want the best pick because there's no difference between winning five and seven games in the NFL except the draft pick, right? So, so yeah, I'm just saying, I, I think for fans, right? We're not talking to NFL general managers on this podcast. Like, <laughs> I think I think for fans, it's real tough. You only get 17 of these a year. Most of them can wrap their minds around rooting for losses when the prize is franchise quarterback. I'm not sure most of them can do it for like the seventh pick is so much more valuable than the 11th pick so that we can take a receiver from Ohio state. Yeah. So, uh, do you think we'll talk Browns dolphins? Do you think Tua needs to start being put into the MVP conversation? No. Why? Because he's got the offensive player of the year. Tyreek Hill is, objectively better at his job than two is at his Tyreek Hill's got a shot at the single season receiving yards record. Okay. We didn't, we didn't hold that against Mahomes when he had him. Right. But, but Tyreek Hill's having a better season this year than he had in any year in Kansas city. And, and the quarterback doesn't get credit for that. No, sorry, dude. I mean, when does the eye test come into play for you? Never. No, it does, but like I feel bad that the guy literally has the best QBR and passer rating in the league and hasn't lost when he's finished a game. And you're like, no, 
F them. I just, my eyes tell me I never played in the NFL and I have no scouting experience or anything, but my eyes say, no, I'm sorry. He can put up all the numbers he wants and never lose. And it's not going to impress Danny Parkins. In fact, I will give the receiver and the coach credit before I give it to him. Do I have that right? Could not have said it better myself. <laughs> all right. What, you've never How about the thing where it got switched? Online, and he looked like he was throwing it right-handed instead of left-handed. And when that happened, people were like, oh, shit, it actually looks good. Maybe you need to go watch that video again, Danny. Maybe I do. Okay. You've never scouted. You've never played. Who's more valuable to their team, Tua or Jalen Hurts? You know what? I'm going to surprise you. I would say say Tua, and here's why. No, here's why. No, no, here's why. Here's why. Here's why. We've already seen what happens to the Dolphins oh, when they stop. go. What, what, what do you mean? Why isn't Teddy? Why didn't Teddy Bridgewater put up numbers with those guys? I mean, it, he had what one game and then he got hurt. He played in two games and he got injured in one. Yes. Okay, so two is better than Teddy Bridgewater. Well, but all I'm saying is you're talking about value. When other guys went in and played quarterback, they lost a ton, or they not a ton, but they lost. With Tua, they win. My, you brought up Hurts. What, is, what does that have to do with Jalen Hurts? Well, here's what here's what that has to do with Jalen Hurts. I think if Minshew is in there, I don't think they're undefeated, Good. but I think they're still in first place. I, okay, okay, that's 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 unanswerable. I mean. At some at some well, point, so is when you're you you're not backing up your argument with anything empirical. You're just saying I look at the guy and I don't think he's that good. That's all you're saying. And that's oh, hard to argue. It's empirical is what he has around him in with Waddle and Hill and yes McDaniel and Teron Armstead and Jacecki. He's got he's got he's got an all star. Okay, Mahomes had Kelsey and Hill and Andy Reid and everything around him and. And he I had never... 5,000 yards and 50 touchdowns when he won the MVP. And this guy is putting up, efficiency-wise, better statistics than Mahomes right now, Danny. But not yards or touchdowns or my beloved eye test. <laughs> he looks at the receiver when he throws it to him. Mahomes does no-look passes. Think what does that. Justin Fields do? He actually blinds himself before the play. And Justin then Fields throws it, he just he runs it around. for 80 for 80 yards. Yeah, listen, if you want to make the argument that Tua is better than than Justin Fields, you're on the wrong podcast, my friend. Um, let me ask you about the Seahawks and Titans game from this perspective. What did you make of like this war of words between Russell Wilson, Geno Smith, and Pete Carroll this week about wearing play charts on their wrists did you see this this back I, and forth i i i saw a little of it i feel like you love the drama of these midweek press conferences oh i love this drama right here i love what am I supposed to make of it then here's what you're supposed to make opera. of this you're supposed to love the fact that russell wilson who's supposed to always be sleek pr i'm always gonna act like everything's great no panic this is chapping his ass and he's letting his guard down a little bit on it. And you know, never in his wildest dreams 
did he anticipate? I mean, this is the Murphy's Law season for, from hell for him. Yeah. He sucks. The guy that was his backup is great. The coach that he said, get me away from him. He's my albatross. I can't win with him. Looks like a genius. He hired a great offensive coordinator. Their draft was incredible. I mean, it honestly is like a karma thing that you'd see in a movie. I, I'm with you on all of it. I, I think that laughing at Russell Wilson has been one of the most enjoyable things in the NFL this season. And that's kind of mean. But I think he's letting you know now that he's actually, he hears it. He tries oh, to live in that cocoon and bubble, it. but now he's letting his guard down and you, you're getting to, you're getting to peek in that this is really burning him up inside. Yeah, he's, he is human. How could it not get at him? And we know that he cares about public perception. Like, honestly, that's his downfall is that he cares about public perception so much too much he's kind of got some kd in him you know where kd's like i don't give a fuck my life's amazing i'm kd but he does it so hard and so aggressive that you know that he cares like russell wilson is just tries so hard he's such a try hard that he wants public approval and so yeah of course it's killing him what geno smith is doing and what pete carroll's doing and you said, like, never in your wildest magic. Geno Smith's, like, the only person who believed this was possible. And I guess maybe Pete Carroll. Speaks came at me pretty hard on the show this week. He's like, you don't like defensive coaches. You won't give Matt Eberflus any credit. You won't give Pete Carroll any credit. It's all Geno Smith. Uh, he's like, you just – because I said I would fire Eberflus to keep Luke Getze, uh, just to have some continuity for Justin Fields, and that was, like, the most – unpopular opinion I've given in a long time. Wait a minute, because is there an idea that Getsy's going to get hired as a head coach? Is that out there? Yeah, I mean, he, he interviewed this last cycle. Oh, I'm on. I'm with you 100% on that. You should have called me. I, I mean, I didn't really feel like I needed reinforcements. I feel felt like I made the case pretty 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 well. But, like, yeah. Getsy interviewed for the Broncos job that went to Hackett. People think that he's a head coach in waiting. He's one of the youngest offensive coordinators, great play caller, all that stuff. And if he can do this with Fields and nobody else, I, I think he's going to get a job. Like Lafleur only was in Tampa for, or in Tennessee for a year. Yep. But, but everyone knew he was such an up and comer that he got the job, even though the offensive numbers weren't huge. Like I think the same exact thing's going to happen. And everyone's like, "We'll just promote the next guy. Just find your Ken Dorsey and Josh Allen's fine." Like, well, Josh Allen had four years of Brian Dable, and he only had one coordinator his whole you know in the NFL until now. He was established. Fields isn't established. So I'd want some continuity there. But I do have to give Pete Carroll credit. Like he you talk about winning a divorce. I mean, he's crushing him more than Aaron Rodgers is crushing Aaron. Uh what's his name? Mike McCarthy. What's the last game? We were going way too long for this shitty season. The last game is Rams and Cardinals. And I just want to say simply, I think John Wolford puts out very strong Cooper Rush vibes here. I actually think this has a chance to be a good thing for the Rams because Stafford... Well, they need something good to happen. Well, right. And 
maybe this makes McVeigh work harder. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I think it's I think it's human nature after you win a Super Bowl to rest on your laurels a little bit. And I think that this right here is like a new challenge for them. So something needs to snap the Rams out of the funk that they're in. And I actually think this guy might do that for them. Thoughts? Uh, I have no idea if he's going to do that for him. And like, you know, Cooper Rush was, uh, it seems like every year you mentioned Gardner Minshew earlier. Like remember Minshew mania when everyone was like, this guy's amazing because he wears jorts and has a mustache. <laughs> it was, was like, all about like the Fu Manchu and jorts. If he dressed like you and me, people would be like, oh, fuck this guy. <laughs> yeah. It was so transparent. They were like, is Minshew a franchise quarterback? I was like, what the fuck are you talking about? Uh, and Cooper Rush was the same. Like, Cooper Rush won while he was throwing for 100 yards. You're we like, yeah. well, I mean, maybe they should give him the job over the guy that they gave $160 million to. Like, well, what is going on with people? I so, like saying that. That was fun. That was a fun little ride we were on together for about a month. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You said that. It was like, what, are you high? Uh, <laughs> Not anymore. Yeah, I know. You quit. Nobody likes a quitter, Pony. I try to tell you that. But maybe it snaps McVay it, you know, out of it. I, I saw he said this week that uh, you know his memory has been vastly overstated, which is just a funny thing for a young person to say when he's literally on camera recalling random plays from random games from five-plus years ago with exact precision. I'm like, I don't know, man. Your memory seems pretty damn good to me. Uh, but – I just I don't think there is any saving the Rams this year. I mean, I, I know that seventh spot in the NFC is still there for the taking, so much so that Mike Florio came on the station this week and said that the Bears could still get it. I was <laughs> like, no, they can't. <laughs> no, Counterpoint, they no. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, I mean, if, if 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 people are making the argument that the Bears can get it, then certainly the Rams can still make the playoffs. But I, I don't think John Wolford's going to be the thing that saves them. All right, Danny. All right, Tony. Thank you to Spencer Ray. We went an hour on this slate of games. We should get hazard pay. I'll see you out there. See you, buddy. Subscribe, rate, review. First and pod. Peace.